welcome to the Butterfly Pod. My name is Brooke Karen. And I'm Kathy Karen. And we are a mother-daughter duo who are working to bring awareness to Turner, to Turner Syndrome. Um, so this is our second episode, and for those of you who did not see our last episode, we basically did a quick introduction to ourselves and why we're doing this podcast. And today we're looking to tell you a little bit about our story um, and our like walk with Turner Syndrome. Mm-hmm. Um, so for those of you who don't know, or a little recap, um, Turner syndrome is a genetic disorder where the second X chromosome is either missing or it's not functional. And so we're just going to go a little bit into how we found out and what each of our families, each of our family members have dealt with. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. I was diagnosed when I was 10 years old and it was pretty scary for me at first. I wasn't quite sure what to expect. Um, and like I said previously, it was it was pretty tough. No, Maine is not really a big... Um, it wasn't really learned on Turner Center. It wasn't a, lot, a whole lot of information. I wasn't really able to... I knew next to no one with Turner Syndrome. So it was a really tough time during school um, and trying to get through all of that. And I faced a lot of challenges and... Again, like I've said previously, a lot of successes as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And the next episode that we're going to be have that we're going to have coming up, um, Brooke will be sharing more in depth about her story. But we thought, you know, together we kind of discussed um, the good approach on how we were going to introduce Turner Syndrome to everybody, um, and we figured starting out with how we found out as a family first um, might help people understand our journey and where we came from um, and how this came about. So um, I'll start, you know, kind of sharing from a parent's perspective. Um, Again, my name is Kathy and my husband Dwayne and I, we found out um, that Brooke had had this condition, like she said, when she was 10 years old, but there were so many different um, side effects um, and symptoms to this prior to us finding out. It, there were a lot of red flags, I should say. And I want to say, really, it was kind of um, when I was pregnant with Brooke, there were some some red flags that were going off. And back then, there just wasn't enough awareness at all. Um, you know, we could have had the test done when they find it. And forgive me, I forget what the name of the test is. But um, it's to find out, you know, if your child may have Down syndrome. And both my husband and I, we just we never wanted to have that test because we figured whatever God blessed us with, you know, that's what we were going to run with. So we never had that test done. Um, and if we had, we would have found out at that point that, you know, our daughter would have this condition, um, the missing, you know, X chromosome as Brooke had mentioned. Um, and that would never have changed anything. What would have probably, or most definitely would have helped with, would be after the fact of how we approached um, decisions that we made later on in life, such as growth hormones and that sort of thing. But, um, you know, there's, we, I, I don't regret anything. Um, and my husband, Dwayne, and I, we do not have any regrets. So it's been quite a journey. And we've seen God work in amazing ways throughout this whole process. Um, so... Let's see. It's it's quite a long involved story of how we found out. But basically, um, once Brooke was born, she appeared 
and still does. I mean, and I hate to sound like there's anything wrong, but that, you know, when you compare to, you know, a baby that doesn't have any chromosomal issues, um, the differences that we noticed were like puffiness in, in her fingers. Um, there was a mole on her back, um, a, a pretty good size mole. Um, and one huge issue that we had was a lot of, um, colicky. She was very colicky as a child. So, you know, we had to work on, on that. Um, and then it was probably, I'd say around her, well, it was when she was 10. Um, you know, we went in for her physical and her doctor told us that she had not grown in a, in a year. So he was a little puzzled. Um, but during that, up until that point, we did realize that she had a lot, a lot of, um, ear infections. So I don't even know. I think we lost count. How many times did you have tubes put in? Do you remember? Is it like four or five? <laughs> yeah, it's kind. Of, it was kind of tough because I actually had them um, um, mixed with a lot of other surgeries too. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I had a few. I had like two put in on their own, and mm-hmm. then like another set put in when I had my um, the mole on my back removed. Correct. Yes. Um, so I think in total it was about like three. Three, okay. I was thinking yeah. more. Maybe we're heading towards the four, four mark where we were kind of like, okay, this isn't this isn't working. Um, so so, you know, we get up to her tenth birthday, or her tenth, yeah, tenth birthday, and and when she had her her physical, and her doctor told my husband and I that she hadn't grown, and we'll see her in about six months. He'd like to recheck her. So our question was, why? You know, what's going on? Why has she stopped growing? And he just said, you know, it's, it's a form of, um, short stature. So it didn't quite sit well with me. Um, you know what that meant, you know, it just didn't, it was kind of odd to me. So I went home and Googled short stature. And of course the number one thing that popped up was Turner syndrome. And I started reading, you know, reading about it online and pretty much every, symptom that we had seen from birth on was what we um, figured Brooke had. And it was kind of, you know, they, they talk about, you know, the different features, I should say. So one of them was, you know, the hearing and and all of that. So um, I called the doctor's office up that same day, the minute I got home and asked for a karyotype test to be done. Now, I have no idea what that meant, but that's what they said to do. So I called up the doctor and asked, and he actually agreed. And he said, you know something, um, let's do this because I, I think you might be right. So, you know, a karyotype, I'll have to get into it more. You know, I, I'm not quite exactly sure. I just know that she had to have an x-ray done. Um, it does, the karyotype tests the chromosomes to see, you know, what is missing, what kind of form of turners does she have? Um, so it is, a, I believe it's a form of genetic testing. Yeah, I think it was, um, I think it was just like the blood test. They took the blood and then took care of it from there. Yeah. And they looked at it that way. The x-ray was done to see how far, how far behind her my bone growth was. Right. Yeah. Right. And they, yeah, they were checking that. So that was all confirmed and, um, it was scary (laughs) to be quite honest. When we found out that it was confirmed, we told Brooke about it and, um, before we did that, though, my husband and I kind of went over it and what what popped up, they you know, um, when we were told that she had it, 
was that you're going to basically want to have the heart checked um, immediately. And the, the reason being is because girls with um, Turner syndrome tend to have separation of the aortic valve. Um, and so we, we learned a lot about that and the bicuspid, bicuspid, I can never say that word. <laughs> um, I'm not, yeah, I can't, I don't know exactly either, but there was also like a tears in yes. the order as well. Right, right. Um, like enlar- there was like a enlargements, tears, right. a bunch of different stuff that could happen with the heart, I think. Yeah. Mostly in the aortic valve. Right, correct. Yeah, absolutely. And so, so that was a big, big thing that we, we wanted to have checked out. Um, the kidneys, you know, they could be U-shaped, um, causing issues there. You want yeah. to say something? Um, they, <laughs> they called it the, uh, they called it horseshoe kidney. Um, She's a smart yeah. cookie. <laughs> so, um, yeah, luckily I did not have that though. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, that wasn't anything that I had to worry about. So that was cleared, which was nice. Mm-hmm. And my heart was actually cleared. Mm-hmm. after we um and it still is it's still been cleared I've had to do routine checkups yep um and I started out doing um just regular uh ultrasounds mm-hmm. um on my heart and then eventually I grew a little bit too old I think it was around I think it around like uh 18 um I think was when they had to switch me over to MRIs mm-hmm. Um, because they could no longer see my heart with the, uh, with an ultrasound. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. She's been through a lot and, um, and thank, thankfully, you know, thank God that, you know, her heart has been healthy. She's had an amazing cardiologist. We love, love Dr. Morin and, uh, he's, he's awesome. Um, a Moran, I should say, <laughs> um, phenomenal doctor here in Maine. Um, yeah, so Along with that, she's had, you know, like we just talked about earlier, the ears, um, ear issues. And that, that story is interesting because that we, you know, I, I, we struggled, um, with the, with the ear, with the tubes and I had gone to the doctor that she was seeing. We've, we went through a few different, um, ENTs and as a parent, you know, you become a a mother bear, you know, you, you're very, you become very protective of your children and. And when I went in a couple of times, I kind of tried to point out to the doctors that, you know, could you please just, you know, look a little bit more into Turner. She has Turner. I didn't know what they could do, but, you know, just, I just wanted them to dig a little deeper to see what we could do for her because tubes just were not helping and she was losing her hearing a little bit, you know. So we went to one particular doctor and he told us that she had clostiotoma, which was in, um, in the ear and we learned a lot about that. Um, Brooke was going through a lot of pain and the doctor sat us down and told us that, you know, he could do the surgery, but it was going to be a reconstruction of the eardrum. And there's a potential that she would be paralyzed, um, on half of her face. And he was saying this right, right in front of her. So as a mom, that really bothered me because we had gone through a lot already, um, of different doctor's appointments. And for, you know, she was about 14, 15 years old at that time. And, you know, it's, it's a lot to be hearing that. So we got out into the parking lot and Brooke just broke down in the car and was begging me, do not let him touch me. And I don't want to go through this. And I promised her right then and there, no, no, it's not going to happen, you know, and that, that point, that's when 
when we had to reach out to the insurance company and I wrote a letter and asked them, you know, we need to go to Boston. We've got to move on because it it just wasn't sitting right. So we went down to Boston and we had uh, Dr. Poe, who was amazing doctor down there who saw Brooke and he reassured her that everything was going to be fine. And they, you know, she went down to Boston Children's Hospital to have an intense surgery done. It was a six hour surgery um, where he reconstructed the eardrum, cleared out all the clostiotoma, and um, you know she's been really good ever since. There is a little bit, a little bit of hearing loss there, Brooke. Yeah, there still is a little bit um, in my right ear, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it was definitely really scary um, when I heard about. Yeah, when he was, when the other doctor was telling me. He would have, like, my face would be paralyzed. But, yeah, Dr. Poe was really great. He assured me that they have all of this technology to make sure that does not happen. And it won't have to be as invasive as they were saying. He mm-hmm. could do it um, much less invasively. It was still an intense surgery, but it was it was, uh, it was much less intense than the uh, original doctor was saying. And I felt a lot more reassured and went through it fine. Got through fine. Everything went through mm-hmm. um, very well. But yeah, I still have a little bit of hearing loss, but no, right. I haven't had ear infections nearly, no. yeah, at all. I stopped having ear infections and haven't had to have tubes or anything. So yep. that's been really great. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and I, I don't want to sit here and, and sound like, you know, speaking badly about any doctors either. It's just my thing is that it didn't sit right. And I just felt like at that time, it, you know, you got to kind of follow your heart and, and just keep looking, keep searching for what fits for you and for your child. Um, and this is exactly why we wanted to do the podcast. Cause it wasn't there. It's not that these people are bad doctors. It's that they just don't know. It's a right. very rare condition. And that's why we want to bring attention to it. So people know about all this. Exactly. Stuff. Absolutely. Right. And that was a quite a long time ago. So I'm sure, you know, things have changed along the way and and that sort of thing. So, um, but, but anyway, yeah, so moving on. So, and, and actually, you know, when Brooke, the next episode, when Brooke talks about her, her journey, we're going to probably dig a little deeper into that, that journey, because there are some, um, some people that were involved in that walk while she went through her ear surgery. Um, and two of, two of them are, two four-legged friends that are in the other room <laughs> right now. Yeah. We have two labs that yeah. <laughs> that played a great part. Um, <laughs> believe it or not, they're <laughs> stellar and Jeter. But anyway, they um, they played a great part in the, you know, the healing process and they still oh, do yeah. today yes. today. So <laughs> yeah. but uh, anyway, so let's see. So as far as um for as far as what else has gone on. So we had the ear surgery, um just you know, keeping up with my heart. Um, my weight has been like a struggle, um, mm-hmm. but that's been we've been working on that, um, trying to find answers to that, and we and you did, yeah. We we did find some um, of yeah. So speaking of which, the thyroid was a hu- huge one. Um, we did, you know, we meaning actually Brooke. She was the one who's been living with this, but she had some great endo doctors here in Maine um, that she's worked with and. During the process, um, you know, she did see a holistic doctor too, um, who was very helpful, and she was able to diagnose Brooke um, with food allergies and thoroughly diagnose her with celiac. So that 
came to light. That answered a lot of questions from when she was a baby as to why she was so colicky. Um, she, you know, allergic to dairy and having the celiac, which is not uncommon for girls with, with Turner's, we found out. Um, so, you know, we, there was a lot that we've gone through and during the process, um, as a parent, we did, and even as, as a girl with Turner's, we did find that the support in Maine, there really wasn't much. Um, I ended up reaching out to the Turner Syndrome Foundation, um, which is down in New Jersey and spoke to the president, uh, down there. Her name is Laura Fasciano amazing, amazing, amazing woman. Um, she's done a lot with the foundation and we, we took a trip down to New Jersey to meet with them and learned a lot too. So, you know, I guess at that point, you know, when you can't find what you're looking for, just keep searching, keeps, you know, keep, just keep on looking since then, you know, I am part of the foundation, Brooke and I are, and we do have a Facebook page and met some pretty cool people. You've done a lot with them. Yeah, um, they have a really amazing Star Sisters program mm-hmm. um, where they match girls up with Turners. And I was matched up with a really amazing girl in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just amazing to talk with her, um, kind of share a little bit about our stories with each other. Um, and that was really nice. Yeah. Um, and we've also done some stuff with uh, getting advocacy in Maine. Like oh, the, yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah so... Um, so a few years ago, we, uh, Laura from, from the Turner Syndrome Foundation, she's been on a mission uh, to bring awareness to, and, and as, as well as the other foundations. I mean, there's the Turner Syndrome Society and Turner Syndrome Global Alliance. There's just so many fabulous, fabulous outreaches out there that want to touch the world, want to touch, you know, reach out there for, for awareness and support. So, um, but in my, in our situation, um, when I was speaking with Laura, she had reached out and asked us, you know, stretch a little further, try to reach out to your state senators and try, you know, to see if you can bring awareness to the state of Maine. I reached out to Amy Volk, who was our um, state representative at the time and shared our story who she could relate. She has a son um, with a condition um, and has done amazing, taken amazing strides with him. Um, she and her husband, Derek, and they, wow, they really helped us out. Um, we were able to go to, you know, the state and have this passed. So February now is Turner Syndrome Awareness Month in Maine. Um, and it just, it's been an emotional, it's been an emotional ride. It's just been seeing so much, so many people we've met along the way in our state of Maine, even girls that have Turners. I mean, they're all over the, you know, they're around and they're on fire. They're just, you know, very excited to, to be part of this. I mean, Brooke just recently met a few of them, you know, and, um, and we hope to have them on our podcast too. So you can hear their voice and they can share their stories too, because they are doing amazing things. Um, did you want to share a little bit about, um, about that or you want to save that for your upcoming I think we'll put, I'll probably save that, um, <laughs> for after, um, yeah. for later on, um, uh, cause we'll be, we'll be probably talking about that cause she'll probably, one of our, one of the girls, um, she will probably be up for an interview after our, we're going to do one more episode, the one on my personal story. Mm-hmm. Um, so she should probably be up after that one. Um, we'll see if that'll work, 
work out. Hopefully it does. Um, we'll let, let you guys know more um, in the next one. Yep. And before we go, we would like to take a moment to stop and recognize the families who have actually lost a daughter to Turner syndrome. This could be due to or kidney issues or what have you. Um, so this really is something that we feel that we really do need to bring more awareness to. I know we've, you know, we've been it's kind of sounding kind of repetitive, but it's just something that we just want to bring light to and to respect and honor those that have gone on a different journey than we have and, um, and just keep them in mind as we move forward. And that's why, you know, making people aware, even when you're, you know, if you're somebody who has just recently found out that you're pregnant, you're going to have a baby, having that test done because, you know, that's, that could prepare you for later on down the road when your little girl is, you know, enters the world and you have, you know, that you have those tests that you could have in your back pocket and be prepared. You know, if you see any kind of um, symptoms pop up, such as, you know, sensitivity to, to certain things like eating and, and foods and that sort of thing and among other stuff. So, um, so that's one of the things we just really feel that it would probably be a good thing to have that test done just so you're aware and that she's aware. Um, and you know, as parents, Dwayne and I are just incredibly, incredibly blessed and proud and Brooke actually, you know, and she has a brother too. I don't want to forget Cam. He's been her biggest cheerleader as well. I mean, as, as a younger brother, he's actually kind of like an older brother too. He really is a powerhouse behind the scenes too. loves her and supports her unconditionally. Um, so it does take a team effort and, you know, our family, you know, outside of our home too, you know, we just come together and, and we really support this walk. So, um, so I just want to say thank you for joining us today. Um, and I'm really looking forward to the next episode when Brooke shares her story. Cause it's pretty, pretty cool. Um, so yeah. So Brooke, is there anything else you want to say? Um, yeah, uh, I'm really excited to share my story um, later with you guys, and I hope you guys will find some sort of light in there for you if you are, if you've diagnosed with, um, been diagnosed with Turner's recently, um, or even if you're a teacher, if you can just like spot these kind of um, symptoms in like the students in your classroom or doctors, if you spot these in your patients. Um, I just hope my story and our family story and all these other girls' stories that we're going to be sharing, that these can help bring some light to it and make other people's lives a little bit easier. Um, and again, uh, we are also on social media. Um, we are on Instagram and Twitter. And we'd love for you guys to participate um, with us in that if you... We would love to take questions, and mm -hmm. we'd love for you to interact with our interviewers uh, or our interviewees. Um, so, and for so our Instagram, if you are looking to follow, will be at ButterflyPod underscore zero four, and our Twitter will be at PodButterfly. And we hope to see you guys there. And thank you all. Yes, thank you so much. We look forward to our next episode.